This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. I guess the is about Kabbalah, what it is, where it is, how it is. So I think the best way to do is to start historically, and then, and then we'll get a sense you know, Kabbalah and Minayan. We're talking about a chalik of Torah that's supposed to be an, an intrinsic part of Torah, and yet it kind of is not around. So let's go through a little bit each layer, and then we'll get a sense of it. The Torah says, about Torah, that you didn't see any image, you didn't see anything, and so on and so forth. Very, very strong emphasis that there is no tumus and and we, we saw nothing that is a tzura, an image of any type. That's the Torah. Yecheskel comes along, and Yecheskel has two major prokim, um that describe a whole world of all sorts of images. Malachim doing things and, and all sorts of strange things. So So we have uh, in Tanakh, we have a whole peric of things that cannot be literal. Um, you can't you can't have a kisei with a dmus on it when you didn't see any dmus. So we have a kisei with a dmus adam. We lay it on Shavuos mornings. I'll sleep. But that's a description of of a whole world of things that can't be literal. Where, where, where is the key to understanding what that whole parak means? That's our first place. It, it, what it means is there's a part of Torah that deals with what we would call metaphysics, and it's not something that we have any description of or, or anything like it. That's our first station. So, if someone to ask you, Kabbalah and Aperiminayan, the stira between Parshas Devarim. That says you didn't see any do any image, and and um, the the Yecheskel, um, Yecheskel we have uh, uh, a whole description of things that are metaphors for things that are beyond our experience. That's our first station. The Gemara in Chagiga, a Mishnah, tells us that there's a chelik of Torah that should be taught one on one, and maybe not even that. You have something called Maisabracious and Maisamarkava. And the, that's the Mishnah. That's a Mishnah that there's a part of Torah, one of them you can teach only one on one, and one of them you can't even teach one on one. You have to help a person give him hints, and he has to be maybe me'atzmai, and that's all get about. That's a Mishnah. So we have a chalik of Torah that is not taught by Rabbim, not taught by Yechidim, except for people that are worthy of it. The Gemara says all sorts of things about um, about people learning it and extraordinary about and so on and so forth. So it's clear from the the it's clear from the 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 um the Torah Peh, the same Torah Peh that we follow for all mitzvahs or halachas that there is another chelik of Torah that is not to be found. It 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 it's it's been passed on and it should be passed on surreptitiously um, by, you know, with, 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 with another mahalach, 
and it's done privately, quietly, and that's it. They're called Mycepratius, and they are called a Mycemercover. The higher one is Mycemercover, that refers to Yeheskel, that talks about Mycemercover. And Mycebratius doesn't quite say what, but uh, it, it'll assume it. It has to do with Mycebratius. That's, if, if anyone denies that there's another chalik of Torah other than the halacha we have, he's makchish Torah Balpen, Torah That is clear. What's very not clear is, what is that Torah? What is it? What is it like? So we have, a, we have some early sperm that no one knows exactly what, when, and where. I mean, we, we, in other words, we have a, a, a mahalach. We have a sefer called Zevi Yetzirah that's been around for a long time. It's a tiny sefer, small sefer, kind of not easy read. That it's hard. It, it, it's a type of sefer that's waiting for someone to explain it. It's not a sefer you can sit down and read it. Um, it's 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 just um, you know it's not big, but it, it's cryptic. Um, that's called Sefer Yitzirah. That's an old Sefer by everyone's account. That stretches to way back when. Um, there were two, three Sfarim in the times of Ga'inim that seemed to have floated around. There was something called Shir Koma and so on. These are all basically physical descriptions of different things that can't be physically described. And obviously there's something to it more than just a description. That is... Um, that is what we have from the early Kufas. So we have a Chachma, definitive Chachma, it deals with Darke Hashem, Haggis, and we don't know what it is. We have a, 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 a Messiris in the Rishonim. The earliest Rishonim were derived. Yitzhak Ben Arrived was, Yitzhak Saginar, as it was called, was a Makubal. He learned in Yanim Kabbalah. He had Talmidim, Ezra Israel, and the, 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 the Rivayaka and the Ramban. The first major, the first major um, Grishan that we have that that clearly a gives us a sense that there's another Chelik of Torah that that, that has a Surah Salimut and that brings out some of the Yanim is the Ramban. Uh, where he says things like Derecha Emes and sort of hides it. The Ramban, so, so the starting point, so we do have things from Rabbein Ezra and Rabbein Azriel. Um, th- these were his Rebbeim. If you want to take a look, um, in the back of the new Tfil of Moshe, the second edition, not the first edition, there is a Pirush on Tfilah from Rabbein Ezra, Alderecha um, Sait. It's 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 not it's, it's put out in in um, it's, it, it, I didn't I didn't mix it with the other parsham it's in the back in appendix I felt it would be a very uh, good thing to have um, and this is it, it, it has a certain flavor to it certain way of discussing things uh, that's that's common to the early Rishonim so the early Rishonim the the the, the, um, the Ramban who lived at the end of the 1100s into the 1200s a mid 1100s into the 1200s. Clearly, a says in Yanim of Kabbalah that are slightly different terms, but fairly similar to what we have, and mentions Medrashim, mentions the Sefer. He quotes for him that today we know them as Sefer Haboyer. That's one of the Halach Medrashim. He quotes also 
um, something a medrash called medrash Eretz Yisrael, medrash um, in Hanelam, all, all sorts of medrashim that that he refers to that he found these in Yonim and he explains them. So our first station is Ramban. Parallel to Ramban, there was another yid. His name was the Rambam, and the Rambam um, wrote a sefer. Um, exploring Sisra Torah the way he understood it, and that's called the Mornevuchim. Mornevuchim is a work based on philosophy, and he understands Sisra Torah as being a, sort of a, a philosophy of Pidera HaTorah, and the same idea that a lot of Inyanim and Torah should be understood as metaphors, that's how he goes with it. Um, and he's also trying to explain, he, he, he's, he's um, He's explaining what he feels is an inner dimension of Torah, Mordechai, and it means to understand what the Nimshal is in a lot of these places, and it's not similar at all to the Kabbalah we have. He doesn't pretend it's similar. He's not going with any Mahalak like that. He's dashing himself. He did not have Masoras in it, and he. But the idea that there is a side of Torah in it, and it's a certain Pneumius, it's a deeper understanding of the Torah we have, is definitely the Ram Mordechai. That's the Ram Mordechai. So we have the Ramban. A few years afterwards, the Ramban died in the early 1200s. In, there was a Yid born in 1240 and died in 1305. His name was Ramoisha de Leon. Ramoisha de Leon was a, a, a Sfari, Tamad Chacham. Sfari meaning he was in Spain. And he began publicizing contrasim that he had that deal with Sister Teira. People would come in, they would order a set, and he would write up a set for them. Now, this set is what we basically what we call the Zohar. It's, it's a large work. It's a work that is incredibly beautiful and not helpful in understanding much. It, it's, 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 it's just taking terms and ideas, giving us all sorts of things, but not explaining anything. It's, it's not a safe explains. He put out this safer called the Zohar, and that's when the Zohar was first known to the public. Um, now, the, the, the people who later on were the Maskilim, people who, who uh, critics of all sorts, tainted that he wrote up his own Torah and called it Zohar Kaddish. He claimed that he was copying manuscripts that he had. There is a contemporary of his name, Rabbi Yitzhak Dimin Aku. Rabbi Yitzhak Dimin Aku was a big, was in a Kobol. He actually wrote a sefer. We have it in Shiva. It's a, it's a, it's a sefer called Sefer Maori Nine, not to be confused with the Russos, which was considered Kfira, But he wrote a sefer called Mirasinai Maori Nine. I don't remember that it explains the Kabbalah and Ramban. He's a very, very. Um, he, he's somebody who's a um, was a Makubla himself. He writes. He wrote a sefer, sort of historical notes <laughs> called Sefer Yuxin. And he says that he asked Moshe de Leon, and he swore that he's that he's copying, that he's copying, um, a, 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 you know, from something that he has. And Moshe de Leon's widow, he died afterwards. Moshe died shortly afterwards. His widow told somebody that he just sat and write it from his head. Um, on the other hand, he writes that. So what he did was he tricked Moshe de Leon. He went into him and said to him, "I lost the contrast." Could you write me another one? He says, sure. Tell me what's the last thing that you have. 
and and I'll write it for you. And he did. Um, so and and, then, and that Sefer Yuchsin is not very clear, not clear how reliable it is. In other words, it's a mishmash of stuff, but that was the that's that cast a doubt on it. So we have this huge Sefer um, called the Zera Kaddish. The Zayar is an incredibly beautiful, um, very, very moving, um, written in an Aramaic that we're not, not 100% close to the Aramaic we have, and says all sorts of strange things and interesting things and, 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 and inspirational things. It's a huge Sefer, that's it. And, and that became, basically was quoted more and more by Rishonim, they called different names, but that became a, a foundational Sefer in Kabbalah. Yes. Did he have a reason why he decided to person it? No idea. No one knows. No one knows who or what. Now, the reasons to what? think. So that's how we have a major. What? That's you, like, you know, writing down. No, so you, you got so money for it. You got money. You, you went in and you said, it's like Hebrew Express. You went in and you, and you said to Moshe, could, you, could, could I get a set? Sure. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thousand. Ducats or whatever they use. I don't know if they use the space Florence. He did it. He was fast. Now, um, what's, what's in there? What? What's in there? Okay, so what, let's. What? So let's go slowly. Let me just first. I'll, I'll go because you know, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it. None of the Rishonim that we have, none of the Rishonim rejected it. Anyone afterwards. Um, the, 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 his contemporaries were Rabbi Yitzhak and Aku, who in the end wrote a lot on Pikabola, and Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar. And Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar, again, they don't call it Zohar, but they, they'll quote Medrash, uh, they'll quote different names, so, so, so it's clear no one came out against it, no one stood up and said, none of his contemporaries. Um, now, some, the, let's, the points why it would or wouldn't be um, why it would or wouldn't be him, he wrote four or five other svarim. The svarim that he wrote are poorly written. I mean, in, in, in Kabbalah svarim. But the, the Hebrew, it's stiff, it's unattractive, it, it has zero of the quality of the Zohar. The Zohar is an extraordinary sefer. Forget about the, the Teichen, I'm just saying the way it, it moves. Um, the 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 the, the others from his are stilted, difficult, uninspiring. I mean, to the reader, I'm talking about a, as a literary reader. It, it's very very hard to imagine. It's the same style. It, it's like you tell me this guy puts out Shakespeare and he works in the Yaped Neman as as writing writing columns. I don't know. You know, it, it, it just you ask yourself. It it, it it is like that. If you look to it. um the the uh, it's also. If he wanted to be in a book because he wanted covered or money, the Zohar is a thousand seven hundred blot. It's an enormous work. His own Sfarim are, you know, the regular hundred fifty pages. This is a thousand seven hundred. Why in the world? I mean, you know, why in the world couldn't he find? Couldn't he do a three hundred page, a two hundred page one? It's an it's a huge, it's an incredible. I think in words, it, it's comparable to Shas. It's a very, it's a, it's, a, it's a tremendously long and big safer. Why in the world did he need that? Could have made Parnassus do the same people bought the Kabbalah, so bought smaller ones, and, and that's it. And, it. and his own Sfarim are not verbose. So this became oh, now there were Mikubal, like I said before, there were Kabbalah before, um, and the, like Ramban and, and others. There was somebody called Avram Abalefia. There were other people. 
but this was the first safer that was Tavis Mokin. Now, the Zaire itself, what? Didn't the Yavits have something against it? We'll get to the Yavits, that is much later. We'll get to him. Um, the, the Sefer itself is, so first of all, now let's, if you pick up a Zohar, you can't help but think it's a mishmash. The Zohar itself has, in, what we call the Zohar, now this is something people need to understand. Um, Sperm are not, are not printed misinai. Um, you, you find a manuscript, the printer decides what to print, how to print, what to combine, what to leave out. And that's the way it works. The guy who wrote the manuscript, he could write tense form together and keep manuscript form. He could add his own chidushim. It, it, it's, it's, it's notes. And the printer has to decide what's what and what's how. I always tell over, I worked on something. I worked on the Balamor, on Trefus, and Shechikud many years ago. It's, it appears in the Sefer Zikron for Avutna. I worked with Chava mine, we put it out. It had been put out before. And it was one of the most horrendous things ever done, the guy who put it out. He has a scummer from a godel that maybe this might be the other. First of all, he's missing words left and right, which render the sentences unintelligible. His, 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 his punctuation is off-marked by a lot. And the worst is, he had two pages, not two pages, eight pages of a different statement mixed into it, and he, and he, and he goes straight as if, as, as, if, as if that was a safer. Like in the middle of, of something about about the Rea, he, he, just the mid-sentence, it goes on to about the gallbladder, and it goes for eight pages, and it goes back to the Rea. It was another safer mixed in, different handwriting, I saw it, I, 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 I worked in. It, um, the guy had notes on the side, he incorporated it into the safer. But that's how it works. And then the printer makes a decision, what's could I print, what's not could I print. So the desire that we have, no one knows, we don't have much, it's uh, not much like that. But it's, it's a whole hodgepodge of different sphere. It includes in itself, Something called Safed Tzneisa, which is a very different flavor, and it seems to be a core limud of Kabbalah and Yanim. It includes two Idris, three Idris. It includes Medrash Anelam. It includes Sefer Boyer. It includes Zohar Chodesh, Tikkun Zohar, which is sort of a separate Sefer. All, all of these, what are they? And and they're sort of randomly assorted according to Parsha. They're like sort of memories. Pasach Rabbi Yitzchokni said, and some of it is reads easy. The, the Chavetz Chaim says those that read like a medrash you can and should learn. You know, it, it, it's sort of medrash-like. It just and and it has a it has a, a clear meaning in 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 pshat. You know, sort of that you can that you can say into that. There's some of them that are very veiled. When the queen comes here and she goes here and she meets this and she comes that, and it's obviously referring to something. It's beautiful, but it's still. And and it, it's it's hard to give one flavor. Some of them are stories, or or pshatim that could pass off in other hapshat. You know, the pshat, the medrash. Some of it are, you know, you you know, we're talking about clear and Muslim, and some of it is just totally obscure, and very hard. Um, that's the zero we have. It's not a safer that anyone could ever learn Kabbalah from. It's not it's not written like that. It's written using different pirushim. Um, Using different in a different known things, and it's again, it's all metaphors. Who's the king? Who's the queen? Who's the when he gets up there and he stands with two feet? What two feet? Who two feet? It, it none of it, it, it's adding mystery to mystery. Um, it's, it's telling you certain things, but if you don't understand what you're saying, then, then it's not going to help you very much. 
and therefore quoting of Zohar ever in Pshat, the Zohar says this you don't know what the Zohar says because the Zohar is not saying anything the Zohar is hiding something and he's presenting it as something else so what it is, how it is does it mean it literally, not mean it literally no idea but that became a central safer. my muscle is it became like the Torah Shebik Sav of Kabbalah in other words, just like the Chumash when you say a Shikol Torah as, as a garnish on top, you'll say, and that's why the Pasuk says, Mikra Kodesh over here and not over here. You can't sit in Darsh and Chumash like that. But once you have a Shtikl Torah built in the Gemara, and you say, that's why the Pasuk says this, the Pasuk says this, it becomes clear. The Zer is something where if you know what it's talking about, then the Zer becomes meaningful. That's the Zer. Who wrote the Zohar? So let's say Ramesha Leon did not write it. Who did write it? It's a tribute to Shrimei Choy. The problem with it is, <laughs> there are many people mentioned in the Zohar that are w- l- much later than in Shemir You know, the Zohar himself talks about the Amoraim and, and so on. It, it can't be. That's one. Two, there are certain things there that seem to be Muchach, they were written later. The Marshal. The Zohar speaks about Eish Neugah, that Mokim Ketusha is Eish Neugah. So that has a meaning, I'll be... I'll be you know, it has meanings. And it says, and that's why base Knesset is called Ishnoiga. Now, Ishnoiga. The, 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 it's assumed that the word he's referring to is <coughs> synagoga. Synagoga. You know, that's, that's what he's referring to. That's a Spanish word. It's not Aramaic, I assure you. So, so where does that come from? There are words, there are, there are a handful of words like that. Three, four, five places where it's, it's an anachronism. It's much later. Um, there are also tininess that certain things don't match up in terms of geography where that's Israel, but that's that's very unclear so um, what has been what has been um, so, so the one who addressed these issues was Rabbi Yaakov Emden Rabbi Yaakov Emden has 300 Ha'aris on the Zohar and his point is as follows the Zohar Kaddish the aside of it the Yisaitis and the Shroshim are of Shem Be'echoi and Lamashal, something like the Safed Etzniyas which the Goyen says is, is, the, is the, um, the mission of it that calling Mudim of Shem Be'echoi the Idris and things like that there are additions of later on Meirayim um, like any like any statement, just like the Gemara is, 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 is many many layers of, of years and whoever put it out added points here and there you know, the notes on the side were added in. Like I told you, I, one of the things I was putting out about Ahmad that I found astonishing was that he's, he, he responds to the kasha of somebody who lived 100 years after him. So my choice was either Ruach HaKadish, and I was the first one to be Mechalit, or something's wrong. And I found out, we looked, we looked at the two or three Kisiyadis, in the early Xaviyad it didn't exist. But somebody on the side had made a note. A note on the side either means it was left out and you just put it in, or it means that that it's my chedushim. The, the the guy who published it thought that this was left out and incorporated it. But it, it was the guy learning it who was responding to a kasha of somebody a hundred years later to the Balamar. But the same thing happened. I mean, it's clear that the editions we have have tosefes of some sort. It's not terribly megareya because again, we're, we're not the zayar is not a it, no one starts with the zayar. It's not a safer that teaches you anything. It's a safer that once you understand things, it's now meaningful. So that is the Zara Kaddish that we have. 
the Goyen wrote on it uh, a Chibur, and again, a lot of his Gersos, uh, the, the Gersos are horrendous. It, it was a work that because it wasn't popular, its state of accuracy is not great. And, and, um, and that's where a lot of the issues and problems with the Sefer come. Okay, now, from that point onwards, in Spain, there were more... So even somebody like the Barbanel, who was a philosopher, you know, considered more philosopher and so on, refers to it a lot and, and holds by it. The Akedah, all these people live in the 1400s. This is not even 100 years afterwards. And, and the Barbanel and Akedah are very critical people. They, they, they have no problem saying, what's this guy come up with this and that? They all accepted it. They, Akedah quotes it. He quotes it, he uses it, he uses points of it. He acknowledges Kabbalah as being a terrorist site. They don't feel that they have to deny philosophy, which is a certain... The Rabbeinu B'chaya. The Rabbeinu B'chaya is, is a sort of uh, encyclopedic. When he, when he says Pshat, he says Al-Derech HaPshat. Al-Derech HaMedrish, or Drash, that's, that's Chazal. Al-Derech HaSeichel is philosophy. Al-Derech HaSod. And many parashas, especially more complex parashas, will dash on all of them. And there's, there's no reason why one is say to the other. Um, al him that that state that this was a, so this was Kabbalah of the Rishonim. We have a sefer that's earlier than the Zohar called Shari Ora, which 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 is Shemus Arkadosh Baruch Hu and what Midas there are. We have different things that 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 have in themselves um, the, the, the the Kabbalah of the Rishonim had. It, it was slightly somewhat different in our Kabbalah. The 14, 1492, the Jews got tossed out of Spain. And philosophy came basically to a close. That whole mahalach of incorporating Aristotle and philosophy into Torah, it was over with that. That was finished. In the 1500s, you know, starting from the exile of Spain until the, through the 1500s, Claudius Stroll had a kibbutz of Jews in Sfas that probably in history you never had that amount of Chachma Yisrael together. You had the Beisosef, you had his Rebbe, the Maribe Rav, and you had the Ramak, the Karaviro, the Alshech HaKadosh, you had the Mabit, um, you, you had the Balachredim, you had Shemal Kavitz. There wasn't anyone, it was, it was a town of, of Chachma Yisrael, an incredible moment in history. By the way, one of the reasons so yes, Tzfas is very mysterious and attracts a lot of interesting people. There was a practical reason. Tzfas was a wealthy city at the time. They could afford to hold out to make a home of different types. And there was economic opportunity. Darius actually made his living. He rented out stuff. He was, he was always seeking something. In this whole group of people, the Ramak was the Mekubal. The Ramaks wrote a huge, two huge far Pardus Rimonim, which is all of Kabbalah explained. And this is basically Kabbalah Rishonim explained in ways that a reasonable person could understand it. It's not obscure and abstruse. It, it makes sense, kind of. You know, and, it's, it, and then he wrote a sefer called Oriyaka, the Zohar Kaddish. Explaining the Zohar Kaddish. Those are two. He wrote others from also Talmud Torah. But it's, it's, that, that sefer is an incredible sefer. He, he, he was the entirety of the previous Kabbalah. And that's Kabbalah you can learn. In other words, it's a sefer that explains things from A to Z. There was Ingemam in that Chabura. His name was Abyssal Gloria. And he had Diluyim from Eliyahu Novi. 
and he taught Kabbalah. It's incredible. In other generations, other times, other places, they would put you in a harem. Every single person sat with a bowed head. The Beis Yosef deferred to him. Everybody. Ramak, who was the senior Makubal, the one who, who, who summed up everything, was the giant Ramak. He, he stood the aim of the year. The only way that we could have accepted that result's Giluyim was because he had that scum of Kol Yisrael. It's almost as if the Sanhedrin would have been, would have been masked him. But nobody in the world, I mean, he wrote a whole, he taught, he didn't write, he, a, a huge amount of new Torah. Um, so, and, and he himself didn't write it. His, his Talmidim, they, they were different Talmidim, they split a bit, there were some difference of opinion, but at the end, Reb Chaim Vital, Shmuel Vital, and, and the son of Chaim Vital wrote up um, his, his, his forum. They're, they're called the Eitz Chaim, um, and there are different forum of his, of, of his um, but Eitz Chaim is the main, if you'll take a look at Shiva, we have like, like 15 different forum that he wrote. Eitz Chaim is the main sefer where, where he explains Kabbalah from A to Z. Before you get your hopes up, let me explain something. The Rizal Sefer is dry. It's like reading, you know, you ever see, um, like, like, you know, in, in, in the back of engineering manuals, they have the important formulas to memorize. That's about what it's like. Whereas the Zerah Kaddish is a very moving, poetic, inspiring Sefer. This is just a skeleton. Which, which Mida goes to which Anhaga, and what happens when this is bizarre, this is bizarre, that, and so on and so forth. It, it is drier than dry, but very specific, and a lot more specific than any sefer I've ever written before. It, 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 it uses terms, it, it's, it, it's mamshir, but it uses terms, ideas, in yarim that were never, never said before, and we accepted it because he had Gilu from Eliyot. That was their result. Um, his own thing, he writes on it. That Yor was a skeleton. It, 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 it sort of sits on top of everything. In other words, if I can, if I, if I can explain what it is, if I can explain, it, it, it's sort of. You ever see something that's blurry, and then you take a lens and it becomes crisp? Like he is very, very specific. Gives names to a lot of anhogas and midas and how it works and when it happens and in what circumstances and so forth. That became Kabbalah. That to us is like the Talmud Bavli of Kabbalah. It's something that is specific. It's something that you can fashion. It's 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 a metaphor, but it, but the, but 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 it's very clear. In other words, whatever however you explain what these anhogas are, but this anhogan match with this anhogan, this and this and that, complex, detailed, and so on. But that's that's today. That's the, the that's the, the the foundation of Kabbalah. Um. Darizal himself lived very short. Um, he died in his thirties, I believe. Uh, maybe he get forty. I don't know. But he died in his thirties. It you know, makes you feel. You, you look at so many Gdolim who died. Ramchal died in his thirties. Ramal was, I think, early forties, maybe. It, it, you know, it's incredible what people accomplished in a few years. Uh, I guess they didn't have smartphones in those days, and that's why he was much, uh, or, or, or they had very good apps, one or the other. But but they were able to do a lot, a lot. You know, when people speak about Arifus Yomim, um, you know, the question is, what do we do with the days? How many days do we kill? 
but but it's just a, it, it's something just a Maima Musko if you talk about it, 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 it to mention it he had um, so so this piece for him became this sort of centerpiece of Kabbalah what do you do with these fire so, so a person sits and learns this what is he supposed to get out of it now a so the result is technically possible to sit and learn it, it's it's extremely um, it, 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 as in its own it's extremely dry and a person learning it, 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 it it's it's close to theoretical math in that way it's, it's like relates to nothing um, what do you do with it? So different, different, um, different mahalchim developed in it, and and this sort of are the schools of Kabbalah. One is the Sfari approach, and it was especially crystallized by somebody called the Rashash, Rashi Shabbazis, who um, was a makubal um, in Yemen. His, the point of that, of that Kabbalah is it's there in order to teach us how to be mechaven in tefillah and it, 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 why I need to be mechaven it's not my business but your tefillah is only b'shlemus when you're mechaven it there's a chazal like that why is chazal not nene because they don't know it, 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 to be mechaven to the Shem so Lemaisa if you take a look at his they have they printed expensive sidur shash it's like every letter has all the kavanas. It's like a hundred pages on one bracha, and and you know th- th- that is a whole chacham hillel is a talmud. You know, holds up to be a talmud of that mahalach, and davening with kavanas was a big thing, and and you mechavet. And why? That's what Hakadosh Baruch Hu. I mean, there are the reasons to explain it, but whatever it is, that's the way it is. That's one askula. Um, the the. Um, there are some now the Goyen Lamashal, the Goyen is another branch, and the Goyen um, for the Goyen, Pnimius Atira was a way to understand the structure of Tyra. It was meant to help us understand Tyra Yusa. So Lamashal, if a person takes um, engineering, he's an engineering major, he comes here, he looks at this building, he says, Okay. These two poles are supposed to hold up the rest of it. The weight is distributed with these beams, and and the piece at the end was some added on because somebody was bored and didn't know what to do, so he put on another two patches. But other than that, but he, he understands the structure of the building, and I'll point out in every building, this is this is this this is this is this, this is that and the other thing. The guy will say, by understanding the panemius of it, he understands the marshal uh, is is beyond which is a mixture of kabbalah and pshat. You know, these are foreign yarn, they connect this, they connect this. The guy always, if you take a look at his Pirushim and Agada, it's connected, 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 connected. Because that's exactly how it works. There, there, are, there are four letters in Akash Baruch Hu's name in Havaya, plus a, a remez to a fifth letter. And it is, stands for four major meters. Everything that's four is going to fit into that scale. And he basically, the, the point of it is, if you understand the panemius of it, you understand everything. Very similar, like when someone writes a Shtikl Torah, and he, and he comes up with a yesayid, he answers many things with it, because that's the point of a yesayid, I can answer it. So by the going, it's sort of a key to understanding all of Torah, and, 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 and that was a mahalach. And, and the going's cheda learned Kabbalah. 
Rav Kaim Velozhin, and so on. Hasidim felt that this is something which could be used, should be used to elevate a person's Avodah Hashem by inspiration. So learning Zohar became important, even for Hamoinam. A person gets up and says, Rosh the Shabbos. You know, it, it, the, the, it, so even if a person doesn't understand it, but Rosh the Shabbos, if you understand what the words, just the words, they're very powerful. The site of Shabbos is Shabbos itself. It's when everything becomes one. Uh, with us and and the Kisei comes up. Those words are very powerful, very moving, and there's a general sense that a lot is happening in the Bria. When a yid puts on, does a mitzvah, things are happening. He's Ma'ayur He brings Hashpah to the world. So, so, so it gives you a sense that when you took your tefillin and put them on, you didn't just put on tefillin. You shook worlds. You, you were mechaber yourself to Elamis Ayyanim. That was the thrust of most Hasidists. They used, they incorporated certain words and terms of Kabbalah to give us a deeper understanding. Um, the, the, um, the Chabad was unusual in that they used, they, they took a certain section of Kabbalah and made it into mutter to learn for that mainam. Like you, a, 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 a Chabad person can't is not allowed to sit down and learn Eitzchayim unless you know he's a chidi school under. But the normal balabas doesn't. But the Balatanya took sections of it, gave it a little bit of different vocabulary, and his mahalach usually is inspiration is when you miss amik on all drachma kadosh on haga, and and you realize it's godless. But HaKadosh Baruch himself is above and beyond that. And that moment of acceleration is a moment of, of, of Hebrew and Dibbe Baruch That's the Mahalach. Mm. So a Chabad person, in the old days when, they, when there was a Mahalach in, in Avayas Hashem, um, they would sit and learn through a Maimah, the Rebbe, Maimah was long, where he would explain a certain Pnimis, the Ketayichon of Inyan, and, and that was meant to bring you to, to, to an extraordinary state of Dveikas and HaKadosh Baruch and so on. That's how Hasidus used it. There was another element. I want to go to a different group of like the Maral and others. The Maral used Kabbalah but didn't use the language of Kabbalah. Maral lived in the 1500s. Um, the point was as follows. Let's try to understand a certain revolution that Kabbalah made. When a pre-Kabbalah yid, a Spanish philosopher yid, sat down with the Torah. How do you look at the Torah? Well, my ideas of good and values of good are contemporary society. Whatever contemporary society thinks is good, that's good. Torah is there to realize and maximize the good. Okay, so let me explain to you how Torah maximizes this good that we're all familiar with. Even in Germany, like Rosh Paul Hirsch, He's talking to people who are Germans. German Yidens were Germans. Their mindset, everything was German. The vocabulary was German. He showed you how Torah is really the ideals that are true, you know, about, about goodness and greatness and, 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 and society and, and nobility. And all these terms, Torah brings it out and not the way they do it. But, but the Yusayid was that. That means that the Yusayid is a Goyish Yusayid. Somebody came to me. Uh, this person is not from. He's a he's a traditional Jew. Yes, children are from, and he's a very intelligent person, older person, a very big person, government many years, and he came to me 
I, I meet him occasionally in social circles. You know, he says, I know exactly what we should tell our young generation to, to, to encourage them to be more involved in the Judaism. He's a person who wants that. I mean, you know, he's, he's not, he's traditional, like conservative type. He said, exp we will explain to our children that the better a Jew you are, the better an American you are. He was Oymet, he was Miss Amik in, in Yiddishkeit, and maybe in Americanism, and he was Oymet that the Yisoyed B'Shoyrish of a good American is a good Yid. So, right or wrong, but in, in his point is that the Yisoyed Yisoyed is the Ika Ikrim, is, is Yiddishkeit, is, is Americanism, and Yiddishkeit is w that what brings it in. One is Echetimtza, one is the one is the Matar. Kabbalah came and was mafkia that. Kabbalah said, the emes of the Bria is the emes of the Bria. The emes of the Bria is their anhogas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Those anhogas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu are the Sherish. The Bria as we know it is an embodiment of it. Let's give a marshal. I, I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm analyzing sales for a company. Where they sell, when they sell, how you know how much is sold, and so on. So we have different sales, how much, and so on. Then um, I put it on a graph. Oh no! Before I put it on a graph, I write a formula. I write a formula, and the formula is, is, is it tells me it's an algorithm, and it's and it's it tells me how much when based on which part of the season, which part of the country, what product, how much you're going to sell. Someone else says you can't present an algorithm to a board meeting if they don't understand these things I'll show you a graph it does a graph they then have like a, a meeting of the of the um, shareholders and they say shareholders are so stupid they won't even get a graph we'll have like packs this is how many candies are piled up in January and these candies are about that it's more graphic it's more physical it's more readily understood so Kabbalah says the the emes is the math formula. Everything else is just a physical way of representing it. That's the difference. So it became a much more emes thicker look at Torah. Torah is not explained in terms of German nobility, American egalitarianism and rights, or, or whatever Narishkeit happens to be at the time. It explains itself through. I once was, you know, sometimes you're really amazed at Taimei Atayra. <coughs> I had a ride with, I was in a cab in Atisrael. Zechal God in Atisrael, there are no simple Eden. Everyone is a, philosopher, a major philosopher, and this. It's, it's like when you get a massage, the American guy stands and pounds you, and at the end, he's, you know, you give him a tip and say thank you. In Atisrael, as soon as he puts it on the table, he lays out his philosophy of life, and you're stuck for an hour, you know, listening. I was at Cassian. The guy turns around to me and he says, I don't understand why the Torah has the tattoos. What's wrong with a tattoo? And he said, so he did a lot of thinking and he realized those big ugly tattoos, that's 100% awesome. The Torah is, that, that the Torah has it. The little, he said like a cherry, you know, sometimes the little on the fingertip, those are actually pretty and they're good and the Torah could not have asked it, so it did not ask it. Well, that was how we darshan, you know, that lachen and you know, I, I didn't argue. I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, wasn't interested much, and, and so on, and, and fine. Um, but that that became, in other words, the philosophers darshan Torah to fit Aristotle. So even if they were technically right, but the approach was that this, the the um, 
the 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 others um the others were um the, the other people um you know gave Torah a meaning true to itself one big problem with this was that since Kabbalah is not learned by the masses since it's hidden so it's very hard to check people um, if they um, are genuine or not genuine I mean what do you do with a Meshuggah who claims he's a Makubal in, 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 if a Meshuggah claims he's a Lamdin we, we ask him to say a Shir and, and then we either decide he's a Lamdin and, and maybe Meshuggah also and he's not a Lamdin but but we but but there's a way to check in Kabbalah the, the guy mumbles and 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 he's in a higher world and and he you know makes it he, he it, it unfortunately attracted charlatans out now charlatans or Balidimian or Meshugayim there was one Mekubal a big Mekubal times Rishayim the early Rishayim who wrote for him on how to put yourself into a trance and and go to higher worlds. The Rashba writes about him, Hamishuga. You know, he writes about him, he's a Meshugana, he thinks he's a Mashiach, and he writes the harshest terms on him. The Chidosh tries to answer him up. But this person, I, I remember in Esha Torah, there was somebody who came and he used to meditate with the guys, he used to teach them this stuff. He took a state of Avalaf, he became, unfortunately, what's his name, got into it also, Ari Kaplan, um, Jewish meditation. And, and it's kind of you sit by a candle and you inhale. A shin, and you inhale a lamed, and you inhale a vav, and a mem, and a this and that, the other thing. This guy would teach. I, I, I don't know when I found out about it. I, I told him, I give, say, you know, got to get him out. It has sort of a happy ending. This guy is now a transgender Haredi lady. So I'm, I'm serious. He after left the Torah, he became a Chabad shliach, and he had a, a base Chabad. He was very charismatic, very geshmak. He was very effective. That's why they took him, and he, and he, he looked very put together. I mean, he was very put together. He, then he left the Shatori to open up a Chabad place, and um, and I, I saw about two years ago a picture of him. Uh, it's it's horrible. I mean, he he, he looks like a Haredi lady. He he did you know surgery stuff, and I don't know. It's like it's frightening to, to you know. It's, but whatever. So you get a lot of that. There was something called Kabbalah Mises, which means to do things using Kabbalah. Um. It was it was considered by and large. Chacham Hillel told me that with with the with the advent of Rizal, they cleaned out all the stables, and this became um, this became a no no. You're not oising these things the mice. There's being mashpia malachim, all sorts of things like that. We do not do it, um, and and therefore the, the stories about it, the legends about it, and all the nonsense. So there may be there there can be some truth to it. But the vast majority of it you can take with a lot of salt. And it's not the point of Kabbalah. And, and, and I was... I, I'll tell you a story I had a, a, a kind of a, 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 a very uh, depressing story. I, there was somebody, I don't know if people remember, Nachshon Waxman. He was a young man killed. He was in the Israeli army. He was killed by Arab terrorists. They kidnapped him. They held him a few days. And, and, they, and, they, um, and then the army tried to storm and get him out, and he was shot. The neighbors of out. There were neighbors of mine out there, the Waxman family, um, and uh, it, you know, it, it took the nation by storm. Like it was one Friday night when they, one Friday when the Abundance said we should light candles, 
and, and be mispalal, and they had a picture of a lighting candle for crying, his mother, it, it, it very, very, very fine people, and, and, um, and the son was, you know, the, the, the son was with the army, one of them, Nachshon, and they were I went to be Mahmav, obviously, and, you know, somebody was asking about consulting the Kubala. People always seem to have good aces how to prevent it, uh, I don't know, and, so not, the father Yuda Waxman should be living well. I think he's, he's very not well. He um, he said he took out a pile of papers like this. He said every mikubal in Eretz sent in detailed plans of where he's hidden. I'll be Kabbalah, count the spheres, count their lamas, count this, that, that. He said he was one kilometer from here. He was. He was being held across the road in in in, in, in place there. And they had every narrative mapped out. So this is this is what it's about. Um, uh, you know, it, 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 it's all it, so, so. But people get stuck up on it, and and unfortunately, it's a place that 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 really ropes in the gullible, and 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 everything else. Yeah, the, the yes. Put a cherem on, uh, Mike. The reason for the cherem on, or you said they put a cherem. They said you should, one is not allowed. I don't know. It it became it became not. And and it means it exists. What? It exists. It may exist. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know if it's good or not. I don't know what it is. Um, so, 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 so that that there are people who are connected in ways that are profound. The answer is yes. Um, that I, I had a mice with the stifler. I always say over, um, not not Kabbalah, but but the Kachbaruch who. I'll tell a story and I'll tell you a Litvisher perspective on. It. A year before I was engaged, I wasn't holding a shukhman anyway. I was young. I was very young. So myself and my roommate, uh, my roommate's name is, was, is Rafal Shmulevitz. He's a Rav in Toronto today. He's a Chaim Shmulevitz's nephew. Chaim had a brother. Shmulevitz, he was a son. We were roommates, good, very good friends. And we decided we're going to do a Bnei Bak Shabbos. So um, we, uh, it's good. So we, we mapped out what you do in Bnei Bak. So... One of the things is you go to a stapler, you ask for a bracha, you you buy a safer and zel. So a stapler, the stapler was deaf, extremely deaf. And we go in, and he looks up, and, and my my roommate introduced himself as a false malevitz. He screamed, yelled, he heard. They said Reb Chaim's nephew. Ah, what? How's Reb Chaim? You know, how's uh, how's he doing? How's he feel? Is that very good? Should be well. Then he turns to me, you also. So I'm really, like I said, what's the difference? I'm going to tell them no, it'll take me two minutes to scream no. To, to tell them my name is going to be impossible to, to get Lopiansky across. <laughs> and, and I wanted, and I, I knew he gets, he gets very impatient, the disciple gets very impatient. So you had your three minutes and that was it. So I nodded. Then I said, um, uh, then, then I had a stick of toy I'd written up. He looked at it, said, baby, this is a problem, whatever, fine. We bought Svarim. Shalom Yisrael. And that was the end of the story. We went to Yibadah Chaim, to Chaim Kanievsky. I don't remember what we did there. Also, you know, two, three minutes. We did the rounds. We did what, what, what you're supposed to do. And that's it. Um, we also davened Shabbos morning. Some recommended the minion of Don Segal. When two hours later, Pesukah Zimmer was still going, <laughs> we realized that might have not been the right minion. And we quickly left for something. It was incredible. Him and Rebzol Kavanovich. Uh, wow, I, I, you know, the, the davening was extremely... Th- that was a miracle. That was a nice... I'll go upon him. The story is over. A year later, I got engaged. 
And then now we're speaking to our wife. What are we going to do tomorrow? And we go to Neibrak. My wife's uncles and aunts all lived in Neibrak. And we're going to get a bracha and stuff. So I said, yeah, we'll go to Stipler. Stipler's my wife's great uncle. And, and I said, yeah, I was there a year ago. And then I realized I'd, I'd become a nephew of Chaim Shalevitz. And also of the Stipler. Um, and that was kind of bloomy. So I went into Reb Nachum and I told him the story. You know, I, I went in anyway. I went to say, Mazel, whatever. So I told him the story. So Nachum said, let me explain to you what happened. It's not that you walked in and Stipler saw your nephew and this and that. He said, when big people say things, those words don't go to waste. And he said, I had a myself, myself Reb Nachum said, I came to the Mir Yeshiva. I was a young boy. And Reb Nachum asked me, who are you? So I told him, Trukarov's son. His father was the Rav of the truck. Truck was a little city near Vilna, and his son. So Blazudel was very moved because he had liked his father. He says, "Your father was a son to me. You're going to be a grandson to me." He said he meant nothing, but a big person said something, and and Bemela it, it became. So these mices are more because he's a Kaddish alien. Rav Sal is a Kaddish alien. Was my Nefesh, and 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 so on. But uh, let me tell you about somebody else. Um, who the problem is you get these there was a year who used to look at mezuzahs in Eretz Yisrael I had a roommate uh, uh, not a roommate, sorry I had a, a, a shachin who was a chavrus of mine he was the Adam Aslanami Rebbe they didn't have children for many years a few years, not that many, a few years and he went to him he used to look at the mezuzahs and tell you and tell you what your problems are he went to him and he looked at his mezuzahs, and he told him things about himself that no one could have known. No one. He looked at the mezuzahs and said, you don't make Havdalah? I said, what does it mean? And he was shocked. And then he realized they didn't have children. So every child should as he went to Shver the Rebbe, he had never made Havdalah in the house. The mezuzahs didn't show any Havdalah. No one could have known that. No one could have known that he never, I mean, it just, he said, you know, you, I, I, I don't get it. It's like, you never made a dollar. Um, those are incredible things. He gave advice. The advice made them kooky. And he finally decided to, to spill the beans to his father-in-law, to the Siva Shalom. And the Rebbe said, if it's, if it's making you creepy, drop it. Anything the simon is, if it's helping Avaita Hashem, it's been Kedusha. If not, it's not. And Chacham Yehlel told me, a lot of a lot of lot of criticism about this mezuzah person. He really felt that this person was an Amaritz gummer, off the derech, did not everything about it. He really was sharper than sharp. So this person seemed to have some koach. I mean, there are too many stories where the person knew, knew things, but it has nothing to do with Kabbalah. It has to do with there are kochos and Bria that are. It says the goyen. There was somebody that would tell people. That would tell people all sorts of things. The Goyen says, I don't want to look at the person because he has Marish Chora, depression, and it's coming from a bad place. Whatever Koychas he has is bad. So there are, there are um, a, a sort of a, a metaphysical Koychas, parapsychological. There, there are Koychas in the Bria that are not scientific, but not do with Kabbalah. It has to do the the Babasali was a Kaddish alien. He was a big tzaddik. He, he was most an effish. And Akash Baruch gave him to the Shmaya. But it doesn't have much to do with Kabbalah. You can learn Kabbalah all day long. It doesn't have anything like it. And anything that comes out of there 
that deals with, with what to do practically, how to put hexes on your enemies, and how to unhex the hexes, is, is, is something that you basically should not believe anyone. It, it, you know, it's, it, it's like the Chacham Hillel said, you know, if, 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 the, Rambam, the Rambam writes in his, in his Igris, they, the, the people in, in, in Taman, there was a crazy person who says of Mashiach. And, and the Chachamim of Taman asked the Rambam if he could be Mashiach or not. They describe what he does, this net. So the Rambam says, I have no kindness to this person. This person is a psycho of some sort. I, I can have kindness to him. I have no kindness to people that believe him because they're, they're simple folk. They have my not. But you Chachamim, where in the world is your Chachma? Why would Akarish Brochu choose a, 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 a queasy person, a, a, a sleazy person like that, to do it? So if, a, if, so, so, so if you have a person that's a Kedoshal, you know him, he's, he's a Talmud Chacham, he's, he's a Tzaddik, and you say that, that he has an extra measure of Kochos, that's, that's believable. If somebody is, it just strikes you as being a, a not, not wholesome, weird, strange, not to do as a Talmud Chacham, Running after money and everything else, why would you think he's? Why would you think that 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 you know that this came with it? I mean, you know. So first of all, it has very little to do with Kabbalah. Um, yes, there was a Mahalak Kabbalah to be able to do things in Misa. It's something that that is ceased. We don't have a Mahalak like that, and people do these things. A, there are some kochas in the Bria that are are strange, and 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 can happen. Uh, on the other hand. Most of the time, they're sleazy, they're fake, and snap. So, do we know of anyone who is like Yasher that would use these, like, like before they resolve, um, to not to do these things? Is there anybody? There were, I don't know. There were stories about people. Did I, I don't know. I, I, you know, there, there are stories about it. There are stories. There's this stuff written about it. But, but it says about the spirit of Isaac and, and Kabbalah Mises. I don't know. It, 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 it's very hard to put a finger on these things because that nature. I can, let me share another story. There was a person I knew. Older Yishlaumi Yid, very likable. He used to collect money for a big organization, very hush organization. And he was a very smart and shrewd person, very likable. He used to come to the outside with my father. Shamis, my father loved to schmooze with him. He, he had a lot of good stories, jokes. This person decided at one point that he, I think it's must have had a midlife crisis, and decided why should he raise money for other Sadiqim if he could become the Sadiq himself. And he became a Makubal. He would come to America. And he would give brachis and advice, and 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 uh, you know Kabbalah, and he would mumble and collect money. He even once came to Silver Spring. There was a yid, uh, not a Haredi yid, uh, um, who, who liked him a lot. Was was like, and he and he called me up and he said, "You'll never guess who, you know, I'm, I'm this is a Kubel, and could you host him? Because you know he's this very harsh person." So as I heard the name, I had to suppress a laugh. I said, "Of course, we get covered." And he came, and. and we recognized each other. I once sat next to him on a plane. He asked me to take in some stuff to the Mechas for him. He, he, he was a great guy, an operator. He, no. he was in Brooklyn giving out Aitzis and Brachas. I have a friend of Shlomo Teichman who is the Menial of BYA, or whatever they call it in, in Brooklyn. It's BYA now. So, so, and he had a Russian fellow that worked for him. About Shuva, an Ariel Chayid, didn't know much. We didn't have any children. And finally, the doctors had decided a certain course of IVF that w- would bring results. So, um, the kids, uh, th- he went to this, the Kobol, 
and asked him what he should do. And Mekubal said, no, you shouldn't pursue any, any medicines. I can't broke hope without it, and that's that. Rav Shalom Atakman found out, and he was furious. Picks up a phone, calls up this guy, and he says, so-and-so? You know, they know each other also. He said, I, I, you must, you're, you're killing somebody. You have to make a U-turn on this one. This is the first thing that's actually going to work, and, and, and what you did is a crime. So he said, I'll be Misader. A day later, he calls up this Yid, this, this, this Russian, and he said, he, last night it came to him that this is the Mahalach Gajbaru wants, and the doctor should pursue it till the end. A year later, he had a son, made a bris, and he brought in the Mekubal from Eretz Yisrael. At the bris, my friend of Shemit Eichman went over to, he was a Sandik, of course, and he whispers to him, between me and you, we know who should be the Sandik at this one. <laughs> so, so here's a person that everyone went around and oohed and awed and this and that, and I, I, you know, so, so what? You know, it's, it's, it, it, the, the people who were very big in Kabbalah, Rabbi saw all your wine trout was a Kadosh Alyan. He wrote on all Chalkim. He, he wrote in Kabbalah and in Kabbalah. He was in the big Mekubalim. None of this stuff would ever, I mean, not a half of me. It was Torah. It was all Torah. The Goyen's Torah and, and the, 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 the Arizal's Torah and so on. And Moshe Shapiro was very big. Rabbi Yaakov Hillel is, is, a, is a, the giant in this field. The different styles. Um, Reb Elia Weinschaub and Moshe Shapiro are more into aligning it with Torah sort of, Kabbalah is a key for understanding the rest of Torah um, Rabbi Yaakov Hillel is just Kabbalah for the sake of Kabbalah, like the, the whole Mahalach is to know the reason cold and to, and there are a lot of, there are steers there to explain the steers based on all this forum that this must be talking such echtim, such echtim, such echtim but, but it's it's um, it, but Eluv Eluv, there's nobody, and, and people like the Baba Sali, it, it, it's more because he was a Kaddish Alien than that he was a Mekubal. Um, but he didn't come to Kabbalah, it came because he, he was Mekubal, to, 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 he was a Kaddish, that's it. So would that explain like all the Rebbe Meisters if there wasn't some. Like yeah, yeah, Kabbalah is the tool. These are people that are big people. Kaddish Baruch who gave them a Siyatir Shmaya to. to, to to to, um, to to be Nila Ada and 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 the the the, the, um, the Nisim and, and 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 whatever things happened is because Akadosh Baruch who, who, who was was Messiah then that that's the past of you know why Kabbalah got thrown into the mix they don't claim they didn't claim to use Kabbalah for it they they claim, you know it was it was his his tfila his uh, whatever it was so, so uh, what about them. No, so, so the question is, but what is the Hezbollah? In other words, the Maral, for instance. The, the Maral learned Kabbalah. He, he's, he, he, and, and, of course, he was very into it. But, he, he quotes the Zohar in one or two places. But, he, he uses it in terms of Seichel. He, he translates it. So when he's Masbagadatis, which is what his Seif Sfarim do, all the Sfarim did Masbagadatis, he's Masbarit in terms of... Um, Understandings. There was another strain. Watch the Ramchal. Ramchal tried to explain Kabbalah in a, in a rational way, not rational that you know why it works in such science, but it, it, to, to explain it in ways that are that are the seichel is 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 happy with it. That it's that that it that it's it's miskabbalah das. That was the the, the what the um, Ramchal tried to do.
the, the, the Taina is, since the Zohar, it, it, since they have Tainas about where the Zohar came from, and, and the Arizal is where that came from, so if you're a skeptic, and, and you don't believe that there was a, that he had a Gili or something like that, then, then you, 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 you know, you're very skeptic. It's, there, there, it's not, it's, I mean, it's a, you have to believe that, you know, that, 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 that there was Giluyim, and without that, it, it, it doesn't stop. So there's, there's the philosophy, well, well, first of all, the muscle, the morale and the Ramakal, the morale and the Kal have started that deal with things, the morale deals with language that's Sehobika language. There's a lot of garbage. I guess Hashem doesn't want you, Rebbe, right? This part of the part of the last. He says this day, and he, this is the way he understands. 
and this is it. He was very, very stark. I mean, his and in Lithuania, big people went to learn by him. He was like the Chavetz Chaim told somebody. He was was going to the town. He says, "Go visit him, because in the next world, you're not going to be able to even catch a glimpse of him. You know, be zeichet to see him here." Um, so, so those those are big names in that in that world. The Nefesh Chaim, like the Chaim of Lashon. The Chaim of Lashon learned as a Goyim Talmud Kabbalah. Nefesh Chaim was a safer written because Hasidim had explained Torah in terms of Kabbalah, and he felt that there were three major issues they introduced that were wrong. They 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 added a twist that was wrong. He needed to correct it. So Nefesh Chaim is a safer to give a sense of Yiddishkeit al pi Kabbalah. You know, so so he's he doesn't go into Kabbalah so much, but just he, he, again he talks a language that a person will understand, and he paints a big picture about what causes what, why you know what why is this important and that important. That's the that's the flavor of the sefer. So it's a you know, learnable sefer. He's trying. He has three prokim, basically each one to counteract an issue that he felt is came in through Hasidus. One is that. Since they they stressed since they stressed a lot, um, since they stressed a lot, kavanas uh, and so on, it, it would bring about a topsy turvy uprooting of halacha. Like because davening with kavanas is so important, if it takes you a few hours to get your kavanas revved up, who cares about this man? That type of attitude he felt by focusing a lot on kabbalah. And a little on halacha, it would create that problem. That was one problem. A second problem was in the approach that you're you're as good as you are. You know that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is even in 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 in, in the worst place. and everybody's this and that. You get you begin to have no reason to be a tzaddik because Hakadosh Baruch Hu is in the casino, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is in the bar, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu is here, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is there. So, so if you can find a kashbar everywhere, might as well find him in the bar instead of base medrash. You know, it's, it, it, you get two for one. You, you get a, get a drink and a So, so he felt that that was terrible. And another Indian, he the idea that learning Torah, that the the that the hano, the tainuk of the havana, is not lishma, he strongly disagreed with. And again, he felt that that's a that's a, that's a uh, that's wrong. Those were the main issues that he tackled to sort of um, to, to sort of rewrite the boat. He felt that this was that the Hasidus. The, 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 the Hasidim's point was: a people do mitzvahs dry, rote, no geschmack, no kavana, nothing. And you think Akash needs me to put on a talus? He needs me to to, to turn my heart on. That's where the Hasidim came from. And it was a valid point, but again, everything things tip the other side. The idea that unless you're hundred percent perfect, that's it; it's over. Is wrong. No matter where a person is, there's you know a filibastarish bastara. So if you find a kashbaru wherever you are, it, it's not meant to tell you go to the bar. But even if I find you in the bar, you'll find a kashbaru there. That is that was the chesidim, and but he felt it got to a point where you, where they first look in the bar. And therefore, you know, you need to get out of that. And finally, um, learning lishma, there was, there was, you know, by by some of by some of the non-Hasidim, learning was about being competitive, 
with kashas and terutzim, better, you know, besting the other person. It, it, it didn't affect the personality too much. It was all like not much different than the academic world, where where ishes reyuch high and below. So they, you know, they said this. They, what you think that that the tainug of pairing with the other person and being right—that's not what it's about. It's about being kamtos kashbaruch. When it got too far, then you know, so. All of these things are balances. They're tugs of war between things that are right, but need to be balanced. That's the big picture. Who's the head? Did you write it down? Write what down? Kabbalah. I don't know. No, I, I you know, I, I, you know, I, you know, and there's no, I don't know. No, he, he didn't leave any indication of why. Um, What's the earliest sacred we have um, for Kabbalah's farm? For Kabbalah's farm? Yeah. Probably Sefer Yitzira. The Gemara mentions Sefer Yitzira. The problem is, is the sefer we have is that sefer Yitzira. As far as we're concerned, it's 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 the earliest sefer I think that's known to, to be around. Um, that kind of a, we know it from the Goyim Skufa. And there's other Shir Kaim, I think there's a sefer that that it's a bit controversial. Also, like from the Goyim Skufa, I think there one or two more. There there there's a Pirush Goyim on something, but I, I think it's 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 assumed not to be the Goyim. The question is who, I, I, you know, the, the question is how do you know it came from before? If it's mentioned, with the fact that someone prints it and says this is an old safer from the times of what, where does he know it from? So the best way to know it is if people quote it. So, 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 Sefer is quoted in the Gemara. The question is, is it the same safer we have? And the Gemara calls it Sefer of Avram Avinu. Um, but at least it's mentioned. Razil Amalach, who's the first one that mentions it? How do you know? To, to say that this comes from then, you need you need some. That, that's a big. All forum you date, you know when someone finds a reason that we don't know who it is. So you, the first thing is you check every single name that he mentions. Who does he mention as being dead? Who does he mention as being alive? Who does he mention as being a rebbe? And 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 so on. That automatically puts a person a certain mascaras. If you find a safer without, you don't know, but you find a safer quoted in others form, you see when they, from when they started quoting him, and, and, and then you'll know, you know, probably that's the school was written in. You know, those are, those are, those are, so here also, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. The point that you always made before about the Ayavits, and also I think there were people in Yemen where Kabbalah come from. Yeah. That they were very against Kabbalah, so yeah. about that. So, so the people in Yemen, was the following. There were people that were not Osik and Kabbalah, but um, it, it, what happened was there were two, there was a group of people that were very Osik. Yemen had a Mahalak. They had a, a, a Masoras that they stuck to with tremendous fidelity. And, and that was, the, the Yemenites were known for it. So when this farm that they have, the manuscripts they have are best because they didn't play games. Um, it, it, in other words, other people would, would write a Sefer and they would add ha'aris, they would change things by hash'ara, like they would say, Man, I would think there should be this, with that. They were chachamim. Yemen nights, this is the way it is, exactly that way we write it. So they, they stuck to Mesoras in a very fanatical way, just positive. When Kabbalah started coming in, so there was, they, were, they, they drew into that, but other people were mistaken. They said, it's new, we don't want it, we don't want, you know, we have Mesoras. But what happened was, there was a maskil, Glaza, who came, Glaza, Glaza, who came from France, I believe, to Yemen, and he saw them doing things on Picapola, and he said, Baruch Daina Emes, this wonderful kill of Taman, became influenced by this and that, and he brought a lot of Haskola 
Ascola negativity um, to it. And that group became associated with, affiliated with, or branded as belonging to the Shkotsim that are coming from, from in Europe, a chlau. Um, the, the, the Haskalah was anti-Kabbalah, and you know, the, more, the more modern and the less observant the person was, the less he was into, you know, Kabbalah became fairy tales, and the more from you were, you were into it. So this became a package deal, and there was a lot of pushback, back and forth, and, and so on. Um, that's the group in, in, in Yemen. I, um, and I believe in Etisrael, they would not accept any Rabbanim from that group. I think they were called Dardaim. Yeah. yeah, and, and uh, they wouldn't accept the Dardai. He couldn't become a Dayan unless he declared that he believes the Zayat to be Emma. Some, some, some along those lines, or Hakmas Emma's. There was a pushback on that because they felt that, you know, to call somebody an Apicorus because he doesn't believe that the Zohar cut his death, there's no right way you call it Apicorus. But all you can say is that all the Apicorus said the same thing. They you were have to, all. You, know, you have to be Macau with the Zohar. I'm saying it only like past tomorrow, but. So I'm saying there's no chiv of the Allah in the Kabul, but it's Oymar Darshani when the Goyen. Somebody was telling me that, you know, if Sanfal Hirsch didn't, the Germans did not use Kabul, they have to talk about So I told him two things. First of all, my neighbor in Etisrael was a great grandson of Sanfal Hirsch. His, his name is Kugman, I may Kugman. He wrote on the Goyen, on the Goyen, on Sanfal Hirsch, the book. His biography, amazing work, amazing. He's a very good person. So he, he got from his uncles and family all the materials. which was a beer hamitzvus, time hamitzvus. So he had like like he wrote out every single chazal, every medrash, every gemara, and every zera kaddish that talks about the mitzvah, and then. He put together, a, you know, his his the way he said it. He never mentioned the Zakharish, but he had it. He came from Hungary. They all used it. The um, so somebody wrote. So I told him. I said, I want to tell you something. Kol Chachme Yisrael, the huge majority of them. I mean, the Goyen, the Goyen's eye was as critical and more critical than anybody else. The Goyen saw the words that were out of place. He, he saw this thing, and the Goyen is is the biggest makubal we have. So yes, the Goyen has a million Hagos on the, on the Zohar Kodesh to correct it because it's horrible Gersus. But, but Tachlis, the Goyen, all Kodesh Elyon, we, we don't have... There was a handful of people, and not great people, that were against it. There was a, a Yid called Yehuda di Modina, an Italian Jew, a Rav, who wrote, who wrote a, a book, Ari Nohem, against Kabbalah. Now, this person was a gambler, hung out in casinos. He was a Talmud Chacham also. He wrote some piyutim. We use one of his piyutim in, in Kippur I know some people don't. Remember, Shatriel said he doesn't say it. He doesn't say anything of a dinner. But he was a very, very shady character. I mean, not a character, a shady, a troubled character, drinking problems. It's so tachlis, the people, Kol Chachmi Yisrael held of it. So the Rambam didn't have access to it. That's fine. But the Ramban, Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar, the Rashba, all these people were contemporary with the Zohar. You know, that same Tkufa, the Rashba. Um, the, 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 you know, wrote uh, so so tachlis. You can't the the akeda the abarbanel. Um, you know the goyin and his entire cheder. Obviously, the rebbeim v'losh and everybody. The kemat wasn't anyone. So we had people who were not only in Kabbalah, but people who, who felt that it was wrong. Didn't have anybody of any stature. Wasn't the Rambam's son a 
Who says? Where? Where do we see anything? Ram wrote a sefer, a very nice sefer, Tabidach's father. They have a story that somebody found a, a, a note from, from, the, from the Rambam that his last year somebody came to him Kabbalah and, and he would ask Harata. It's a forgery. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a known forgery. It's, a, it's nonsense. There's no reason why forget. It's a godless attire that you can explain it in different ways. In Elabelu, the, the Radzina Rebbe. Um, wrote in his Akdama to, I think it's Akdama Beis Yaakov he wrote a Kuntris and he writes about the Rambam that it's fascinating the Rambam his time in Memorial Nebuchim and the things he wrote are Apiderich philosophy I think he has 35, 36 places where they uncannily stim with Kabbalah and, and it's like weird it's like you look at it and, and, and it is fascinating so, so he, he so, uh, someone told me a very good husband to that. He said, he, a friend of mine, he's a chacham, he's a very smart fellow. He heard two guys were arguing, the two guys were talking. One person said that he heard from a very, very big mekubel that everything the Briska Rav writes in his sefer on Chumash is 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 true al pikabala. So the second person standing there said, "Wow, the Briska Rav was so big, was such a big mekubel, something like that." So my friend interjected, says, no, Torah is so big. In other words, Torah has many, many layers. So if you go in sideways, you stick with your layer. But if you hit dead center, you will go from the top to the bottom straight. Um, that's the derech of, the Briskarov's Yashras was like this. So if he hit up the derech apshat, or whatever you want to call his derech, it, then, then, then it would be, it would obviously stim. You know, it's like Rashi. You can read Rashi on ten levels, and they're all true because because Rashi is so precise and so you know could that. So though, that, that was uh, you know that was a great. That's why the Maral could write a whole sefer not using Kabbalah and still built. It's people like Moshe Shapiro, Weintraub, they would spoke on many different levels, and they fed from each other. They 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 you know they drew from that mucker, but they used the vocabulary and the mishalim. Let me add one more thing. Why is it wrong, Asatol and Kabbalah, and so on and so forth? I'd love to explain, you know, so, so the, the nonsense is that you learn how to create an atom bomb of some sort and get rid of your enemies or whatever. That's, that's kind of the, 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 the stupidity. Um, or, or, or you might become an Epicurus. I, I don't think that that's true either, really, in a real way. But let's explain what the problem is. Kabbalah deals with things that don't exist. Lamashal. If you learn Hilchis Shaifer, so a Shaifer is a real thing. It's, it's a bone, it's a ram's horn, it's got stuff inside, you gotta pull it out, you gotta blow it, it's fine. You're dealing with a thing, and that's wonderful. When you, when you learn Chomesh, Vaisha Bena was a person who existed, and he had a wife, and her name was Sipora, and she existed, and he had two kids, and they existed. You're learning about things. Does it have deeper meaning? Yes, much deeper meaning, yes. But, but he had two kids. And Avram was a Yid who existed, and he had a wife, Sarah, and so on. Kabbalah deals with concepts that you need to put on words, because there's no other way to deal with it. So you call it this, that, the other thing. But it's not this, it's not that, it's not the other thing. So you, 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 the, unless a person can conceptualize, he's not Picarus. Because what are we talking about? Um, 
if someone has said the following anecdote, I, I would assume it's 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 a it's a it's a kind of a made-up anecdote, but I think it's still a, a, a good anecdote. There's a group of Hasidim and I just saw Ashlak Hasidim who believe that everybody sh- every Tom Dick and Harry should learn Kabbalah. The more the better and so on. They go around selling Zoas to everybody and in Sulam and this and that. They were controversial. In other words, previous generations had issues with them, but they felt it's not not the derech, and they felt the explanation. Whatever they, they had the issues with them. So they had the issues with them. So somebody says one guy got hooked up with the with, with the Ashlag people and got into it and very up. Kids, one day he comes over to somebody diving sukkah in, in shul, and this person is saying That that pasuk. Is, is the wording of the Pasuk. Every, every word is one of the primary meters of Kaddish Baruch Hu and has its names in Kabbalah. And it has the parts of the body identifies with and the Mahalchim and so on. So this, this new Mekubal, this nouveau Mekubal, perhaps I got back and says, repeat, you're, 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 um, you're plating words. What are you? What are these things? You're just saying these things. What are they? So I got a little embarrassed and said, you're right, what are they? He said, let me explain to you. Gedula is Akash Baruch's right hand. Gvur is his left hand. And Teferis is the belly button in the middle. It's Hashem's belly button. <laughs> so, 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 you know, so what you're doing is you're taking somebody who is not, um, has no, uh, no finer way of thinking, and everything is physical. The Rambam in Moronavuchim writes the same thing. His philosophy is also very fine. And he says, why does the Torah use words that can be misleading? He says, because the simple folk, if you tell them there's this ruchnes tegebechinah, in his words, whatever it is, that it doesn't do anything for anybody. If you tell them there's a hell and it's burning really, really hot, that does something. So the Torah uses words, you know, haroin af, avach you know the last time that somebody got angry at you, real angry, and you translate it. But, but tachlis, so you take these words, they don't mean anything unless you can conceptualize, unless you can understand a musik that's divorced from the words. And if you can't do it, then you're feeding a person either poison or worthless stuff. What's the point of, of, of bringing another vocabulary that gives no havana to a person? That's the reason why they, they um, that's why it, a person's not supposed to. A person is supposed to be able to sort of lift the meaning of the words and stick with the meaning. It's like, you know, it's like the difference between mechanical physics and, and quantum physics. Mechanical physics works, exists. There's a wheel and it pulls a rope and the rope pulls something and, and, and you pull with this amount of curve, you see it, you visualize it, it's physical, it's tangible, it's, 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 it's noble. When you start talking about things that really correspond to nothing physical and, and very strange, so either people are stupid, they begin to oh, there's these wormholes, you can go from one universe to another universe, and 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 come out here, and do, you know, you, you you fantasize the Star Wars nonsense, but 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 because you can't, you, you don't know what it means to sort of um, conceptualize. It's a concept. It's not a it's not a thing. That's the that's the value. You're learning about a lekus. You're stuck. You can't learn something without words by definition, and that's why Chazal say the criteria is there has to be a chacham. And maven me he has to be able to you tell him words that trigger certain understandings that are concepts. You can never give over the concept because the words you give over. When I give over words, I say a chair. The word itself is chair, and this is what it is. 
when I talk about a person's position, I'm talking about a concept. I need to use a word that will that will arouse that that havar. Okay, al kapanim. I think that that's uh, a sort of a, a, just a, a general overview of, of it. And uh, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure about. <laughs> <laughs> we can uh